0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. Hey guys! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on the Bay Area Sports
2: Station. 95.7 The Game. And it is time for Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you from the 95.7 The Game Studios, following the Warriors' 117-100 victory over the Phoenix Suns as Golden State gets it done for the 15th consecutive time over the Suns in the regular season. You can join the conversation with me on the phone lines tonight, 888-957-9570. 888 as the Warriors improved to 29-11 and on the road with one final game to go in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night. The Warriors finishing the home slate last night against the Pelicans as they lost that game to dip to 29-12, so an opportunity for the Warriors to actually finish with a better record on the road if they could win their final game on Tuesday night than they had at home. The Warriors also wrapped up their final back-to-back of the season. They split the pair, as I mentioned, the six-point loss last night to the Pelicans, and the Warriors finish up 10-4 and on the second night of a back-to-back. So the Warriors, you add it all up, 81 games in the books, and Golden State now 58-23, and with that one final game to go on Tuesday night. Still have no idea who the Warriors are going to play, and at the close of business in the NBA today, uh, it would still be the Oklahoma City Thunder at 46-34 and 34 with two games to go that would be the Warriors' first-round opponent. Uh, Oklahoma City, the seventh seed in the Western Conference, but they are tied with San Antonio and the Pelicans. All three teams with two games to go. All three of those teams... At 46 and 34 through 80 games, and the tiebreakers and the like have the Pelicans, five, the Spurs, six, Oklahoma City, seven. We'll spend a portion of the program uh, later on toward the end of the program getting into all the scenarios who exactly has got what left as the Warriors are ahead of these teams. The Warriors now with only one game to go on the season again, Tuesday night in Salt Lake City against the Jazz. The Jazz won today against the Lakers in Los Angeles, and that clinched a playoff spot officially uh, for the Jazz with a couple of games to go. Tough to take too much away from this game other than the Warriors doing what needed to be done against the NBA's worst team, and the Suns clinching that record earlier today, and now 20-61. and 61. Phoenix has the greatest opportunity as far as the lottery odds go to get the number one pick in the 2018 NBA draft, uh, the best thing really about tonight's game, well, it was the Clay Thompson show early and late as Clay missed his first shot of the game, and then he wound up hitting eight in a row, nine of eleven for 22 points in the first quarter. From Clay, he scored 19 straight Warriors points at one stretch in that first quarter uh, as the Warriors. Uh, are in a position uh, with Clay Thompson to finish with the 34 points there. Clay has a chance to get uh, himself into averaging 20 points a game as Clay needed uh, 30, he gets 34 tonight. He needed 56 over the final two games uh, to average 20 for the season. So 22 left uh, does Clay Thompson need. Uh, for the game on Tuesday in Salt Lake City to average 20 in a season. Better defensive effort for the Warriors tonight, better activity, better energy, uh, according to Steve Kerr, as you heard on the network portion of the post-game show there, uh, albeit again against uh, an opponent uh, that is the worst in the NBA, and and an opponent that's not only the worst in the NBA at this point, uh, but... Also lacking guys like Josh Jackson, lacking players like Devin Booker, a number of inactives uh, and talented inactives uh, on the Phoenix side, but a lot of Clay Thompson in the first and the fourth, a lot of Kevin Durant in the second quarter, and the Warriors just getting through this game with no further injuries, which uh, I think uh, is a positive. Kevon Looney got a little bit banged up uh, at one point, as uh, but he remained in the game uh, at that point, so nothing serious as it pertains to Kavon Looney. Uh, you saw Damian Jones get uh, a little bit more run uh, in this game as well as the Warriors win it to complete the season series sweep 4-0 over the Suns. They win it tonight one seventeen 117-100 uh, in the Valley of the Suns. So one game to go, and, and one question I have for you tonight is... How do you see Steve Kerr handling things in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night in game number 82 of 82 with the playoffs set to begin either a week from today or coming up this Saturday, six days away uh, at Oracle Arena? We know that. We don't know the opponent, but we do know the Warriors are going to be at home Saturday or Sunday. uh, and. I think just based on the fact that the Warriors are ending a day earlier than a majority of the league, they'll be able to get home, probably take Wednesday off, and and even if they're playing Saturday, even if this Warriors team is playing Saturday, you got to think that Steve Kerr is going to still play the regulars and get them a decent run in that game on Tuesday against the Jazz. Just because there's so much time to go, In between games. I mean, the Warriors might finish it up at, let's say, around 8.30 here Pacific time on Tuesday night, with that being a 6 o'clock tip-off. And they may not play until Sunday. So you're talking all day Wednesday off. Thursday you practice. Friday you practice. Saturday you practice at that point. So it amounts to four-plus days off. And I just don't see Steve Kerr putting everybody on bubble wrap, at least putting the stars in bubble wrap, for the game on Tuesday night against the Utah Jazz. I just don't see it. But how would you handle it? Uh, I'd love to hear from you on that topic at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. 957 A perpetual topic on this program and all programs. Who do you want to see if you're the Warriors in the first round as nothing's changed in the last 48 hours as far as the standings go and, and who is where, although a lot still could change, all the way from three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. When you look at Portland, who is in, Utah is in, the Pelicans, who handed the Warriors a loss in their home finale last night, San Antonio, who is in, but still uh, without Kawhi Leonard. Actually, the, the Spurs are not in as of now, or they're in as of now, but not in for good. The Jazz are in for good. They clinched that, as I mentioned uh, earlier today. Oklahoma City fighting for their life, as is Minnesota, tied with Denver, 45-35 and 35 with two games to go. And oh, by the way, Minnesota and Denver play each other in the final game of the regular season on Wednesday in Minneapolis. So those two could be in a winner-take-all kind of a game uh, for the final spot or for a playoff spot in or out Uh, in the NBA's Western Conference playoffs. So who do you want to see? Who would you least like to see? And I I still maintain, uh, and we heard from Eddie Johnson on Warriors warm-up as I would join Damon Bruce on Warriors warm-up before the ball game tonight. And I asked him, I said, hey, who do you you think the Warriors, even though they won't tell you publicly, don't want to see? And we'll hear some of that audio from Eddie Johnson later on in the program as well he was pretty blunt about it. He was pretty blunt about saying it's Oklahoma City. And that's still the thought that I have. I still believe that the one team you don't want to see, even though the Warriors went in there and played a great game, probably the best game the Warriors have played really in the last month, I think, if you look at having the three All-Stars in check, not having Iguodala, but just playing a clean, competitive, defensive game, getting it done down the stretch. I think the Warriors went into Oklahoma City and showed everybody that they can definitely win there if they have to, even without Curry, and then they could definitely beat the Thunder in a series. But I also still think that's the the most dangerous opponent uh, that the Warriors could face in that first round of the playoffs. Everybody asks seemingly has a different answer. My partner Matt Steinmetz uh, and I, we do the NBA this week, 9 to noon here on 95.7 The Game on Saturdays. And we had numerous different guests. Yesterday we had Gary Washburn in the Boston Globe. We had David Locke, the radio play-by-play man of the Utah Jazz and podcast extraordinaire. Uh, And no matter who you ask, it seems like there's a different answer as far as who do you want to play or not want to play in the first round uh, as far as knowing you're going to have to play that series without Stephen Curry, and there was a Minnesota answer from David Locke. He said, hey, if Jimmy Butler's playing, Minnesota was the third-best team for a good portion of this season, third-best team in the West, beyond the Rockets and the Warriors. You hear people say, well, you don't want any part of Westbrook. You hear people say, well, the Pelicans, by virtue of their offensive prowess, which you saw on full display, they made life very, very difficult on the Warriors last night uh, in Oracle Arena as – a high assist team and a high scoring team uh in the Pelicans. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's hear from the fans, which is brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it nations. We'll start with Paulie in San Francisco on ninety five seven the game. What's up, Pauly? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. So,
3: real quick, the team that I don't want to see is actually not one that you mentioned. It's San Antonio. Just because of Pops and their playoff pedigree. And I wouldn't put it past him to do something like pull Kawhi out of nowhere. And they're playing really good without him. they got Rudy Gay on the bench. I just think they're a playoff-built franchise and team. And then the second thing I wanted to say is I'm really concerned about what's up with Jordan Bell because I had such high hopes for him. He didn't even suit up tonight. Like, either he's hurt or maybe he's a massive stoner. I don't know what's up with him. But he had such talent and I had such high hopes for him making us a defensive powerhouse in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and, Paulie, appreciate the phone call. I I think Jordan Bell finds himself in a position with the Warriors having so many bigs. I don't think Steve Kerr's going to write him off as far as playing time in the postseason. But I do think Steve Kerr is going to put him at least initially... Behind JaVale McGee and Zaza Pachulia, who I almost consider one person, uh, depending upon what type of center the opposition starts, behind a guy like Kavon Looney, and you know David West is going to get his minutes at the top of the second and the top of the fourth quarters, respectively. So I think all of those guys are going to play. Now Maybe on on a given night it's not JaVale Or it's not Pachulia, depending upon a matchup. Like, there's nights where Pachulia may not play at all. Pachulia may not play hardly at all if they play the Rockets in the conference finals. And that might be where you see Kevon Looney play and maybe a little bit of JaVale and some David West. And that's it. Steve Kerr likes to play everybody. He likes to get everybody's feet wet. He likes to put everyone in a position uh, to have an opportunity to play and show that they can succeed. So I do think Jordan Bell will play in the playoffs, but Jordan Bell still has some trust that he's going to have to earn from Steve Kerr. He's below those other guys that I mentioned on the depth chart. And I think another interesting thing that's gone on in the last couple of games is the emergence, if you will, of Damian Jones. Not that he's been spectacular. His best game coming in the game at Oklahoma City that the Warriors won but more in that I think Steve Kerr is trying to find out just how much he can trust Damian Jones moving forward. And I think he finds himself likely even below Jordan Bell as far as the the playoff rotation would go. But I think Damian Jones showed that in certain matchups he could even be unfazed. Now, to go from not playing at all and being in the G League and then being up the last couple weeks of the season and playing, if, if you're... A guy like Damian Jones, to go from that to be playing in playoff games, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But I think Jordan Bell has, you know, fallen out of favor is probably a little bit too strong of a way to put it. But needing to work his way back in and show that he's not going to be a mistake-prone player in the playoffs is something that I still think is in front of him. 8 8 9 9-5-7-0. Warriors get it done over the Suns in Phoenix. One seventeen to one hundred. You heard it right here on ninety five seven. The game. Let's get to Antonio in Oakland. Antonio is up next here on Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson. What's up, Antonio?
4: Oh hey, um, what I would do on Tuesday is play the starters. You know the regular rotation. Maybe at like the first half. You know, then after that, that's it. Like, no more. Just get their feet wet just a little bit, or even just the first quarter. You know, get their feet wet. And the team I don't want to face in the first round is the Thunder. I know the Warriors have beat them recently, the past two times. But something about the Thunder, you know, all that excitement, all the electricity, I don't want that. You know, uh, the Minnesota, I don't want to face them either because, you know, like you said, Jimmy Butler, before he got injured, they were the third best. So, I mean, I kind of want to face the Pelicans myself. I mean, I know they just beat them. But, uh, you know, Anthony Davis is kind of a one-man show, in my opinion. I mean, they have a couple other good, solid players, but there's nothing scary other than Anthony Davis. That's all I see. If I had a pick, it would be them. You know, it's going to be tough regardless. Then you have Utah, you know, so they're pesky. They're hot and stuff. But if I had a pick, I'm picking the Pelicans. And there's something about the Spurs that I want to face, because they just know how to play basketball, especially in playoff time. You know, with or without Kawhi, they're they're a little scary, in my opinion. So if I had a pick, it's the Pelicans. That's my opinion.
2: Thanks, Antonio. Appreciate the call. I, I agree with you. To me, it's the Pelicans and the Spurs. I think the Spurs, as long as you know Kawhi Leonard's not going to play, that's the team that I would most want to face because I think they're the least talented. And I know everybody will say, oh, God, no, the Spurs. Oh, Spurs, Pop, Spurs. Oh, they're, they're going to give you a great effort. If they don't have Kawhi Leonard, forget it. It's over. That series is over in two if they don't have Kawhi Leonard. So, no, the Spurs would be the team that I'd most want to face if I'm the Warriors, and you know Kawhi's going to be out. Now, I think if Kawhi Leonard's playing and shows that he can be effective, which it doesn't look like it's going to happen, then, you know, at that point, maybe you don't want to face the Spurs. Maybe they could become a more difficult opponent. I tell you what, though, I don't want to see Warriors Spurs because I just do not want a week and a half of, Kerr talking about how great Popovich is and Popovich talking about how great Kerr is and and everybody just talking about how great the organizations are and blah, 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 blah. I want to see some actual competitive basketball. All right, John Dickinson with you. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're rolling on here on 95.7 The Game.
1: Right angle triples up a good. Clay Thompson knocked it down. Clay Thompson with the catch, fakes the shot, takes a dribble, takes another one. He is on fire right now. Thompson with the catch, quick release. He checked three, good for Clay. Knocked it down, he doubles the lead. 19 to 13, he scored the last 11. Well, it was close to 90 degrees here in the Valley of the Sun, but nothing and nobody is hotter than Clay Thompson right now. Beats right corner, gets it over to Clay Thompson, wide out, lets it fly, Knocks down another one. Clay Thompson, his feet aren't even Touching the ground coming down the floor. Off play Thompson here. Thompson catches pump fake, fades into a deeper three. Got another one! Clay Thompson! 8 of 9, 19 first quarter points. He's having an out-of-body experience. Chest pass to Thompson, catches and fires. Another 3 for Clay. He can't see anything. It's his 8th 20-point quarter of his career. He's got 22 of the 27, 19 straight points for Clay Thompson. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95 7, the games.
2: Warriors wrap up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you. in The ninety-five-seven, the game studios. Warriors win it, one seventeen to one hundred on a thirty-four point night from Clay Thompson. That was his third thirty-point game of the season. Hit six of twelve, or six of thirteen, rather, from three-point range in the ball game. Twenty-two in the first quarter. That was the most for Clay in any quarter this season. Of course, we all remember a couple of seasons back when Clay went for 37 in Oracle Arena, absolutely blew the roof off the building on that night in Oakland against the Sacramento Kings. Not quite that, but it looked in the first quarter like Clay Thompson may get rolling <laughs> to, to push 30 uh, in that first quarter. Uh, but he winds up with the 22 in the first quarter, 24 in the first half. He had 10 in the fourth quarter to help the Warriors put the Suns to bed by the final of 117-100. to So one game to go for the Warriors in the regular season. That will be in Utah on Tuesday. You can hear it right here on 95.7, the game, the radio home for every single Warriors playoff game. And the playoffs are scheduled to begin either Saturday or Sunday. That's when your Game 1s will be. Your Game 2s, the first half of next week and then your Game 3s will be that back half and uh, of next week and that following weekend for Game 3s and Game 4s. And, and then as these series go on, there's a, a little bit more open space and days off at the beginning, but as they get into Game 4, Game 5, Game 6, Game 7, if they go that long, they start to maneuver uh, every other day in the schedule. and opponent, to be determined, likely not until Wednesday night, the final night of the regular season, As the Warriors, they find themselves in a unique position. They're going to finish before a lot of these other teams and a lot of the other teams in the mix. you got the Pelicans and Spurs playing Wednesday night. You've got Minnesota and Denver playing on Wednesday night. You've got Portland and Utah are playing on Wednesday night as well. So a bunch of these teams, uh, when you look at it, six of the seven teams involved uh, in this race to see who's going to be in and who's going to play where. Uh, six of the seven are playing head-to-head the final game of the regular season. The Thunder will be taking on the Memphis Grizzlies uh, on that night. They are the odd team out uh, of that group between Portland and Utah, the Pelicans and Spurs. Uh, so It's funny, as it stacks up right now, you've got the 3-4 playing each other, you've got the 5-6 playing each other, and you got the 8-9 playing each other. Just write down the list there with Oklahoma City uh, being the outlier. 888-957-9570. 9570 Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. If you want to participate on the phone lines, you can certainly do so. Uh, what do you want out of Tuesday night uh, when the Warriors take on the Utah Jazz how would you handle it if you were Steve Kerr knowing that your team isn't going to play a game until at least Saturday afternoon at 12:30 that that's the earliest the playoffs can start for the Warriors and the Warriors have been in the 12:30 slot in each of the last 3 years, a couple of times on Saturday last year they opened on Sunday against the Portland Trail Blazers in that 12:30 Pacific slot. So the Warriors could find themselves having 4 days if you go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday before they play a playoff game from their final regular season game on Tuesday night. I still find it hard to believe that anybody's going to completely sit out that game. I think Steve Kerr's going to play everybody. It's going to be managed almost like a a preseason game in where you monitor minutes. Think the Utah game toward the end of the year last year, where Kerr basically played everybody, normal rotation, until the fourth quarter. And once you get to those final 12 minutes, you don't want to tempt fate. that you, You get an injury or you're the team that has an injury in the final quarter. Uh, of a meaningless game, but I just don't see Steve Kerr with the way that he operates saying, all right, Durant, Draymond, Clay, everybody's getting the night off on Tuesday. A game, by the way, that could have some implications for the jazz as far as their overall seating goes. I I just don't see as much as a lot of Warriors fans are going to probably want them to do it. They're probably going to say, look, one game to go. Curry's already out. Just, let everybody chill. Send everybody back to the Bay Area and not even go to Salt Lake City. I could hear a lot of Warriors fans out there probably saying and thinking out loud. Uh, I just don't think you're gonna get it because there is such a gap that you want to try and keep the team in some kind of rhythm as far as playing an actual game. eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero, triple eight. Nine five seven nine five seven zero, and of course the question that's always out there: Who would you most like to face? Who would you least like to face in the first round of the playoffs? Knowing that you're not going to have Stephen Curry in that first round of the playoffs, we can get your thoughts on that uh, at the fo- on the phone lines as well. Uh, we'll hear from Steve Kerr, who addressed. The fact that Omri Caspi was waived after the ballgame last night, clearing the way for Quinn Cook to sign a contract that will allow him to be on the playoff roster come next weekend. Uh, Steve Kerr had thoughts on that, which we'll hear about, uh, and we'll also have our play of the game coming up for you. And uh, we'll also hear from Eddie Johnson, the longtime NBA vet uh, and current Phoenix Suns analyst, as well as an NBA radio host uh, on who he thought uh, the Warriors would least like to see, and I, you know, let's let's go ahead and get to that right now. We had Eddie Johnson on Warriors warm up earlier here on ninety five seven. The game, I joined Damon Bruce and I asked Eddie Johnson. I said, "Hey, I know the Warriors aren't gonna they aren't gonna say it out loud, but is there a team that the Warriors don't want to see?" Here's his answer:
3: They do not want to see Russell Westbrook. They don't. I'm gonna tell you right now, they don't want to see him. It's too much feeling, you know. You know, you you know. It, I'm, I'm sure you guys see it all the time, right? Where you trade a guy, and he comes back and he plays against you, and he always has a good game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or if it's a guy that doesn't like, he always has a good game. I mean, okay. OKC saw that with Durant, with Durant last year when he was just blistering. I mean, it's something about feeling and and past that. Brings the emotion and the concentration out in players, and I just think OKC okay, in the first round without Steph Curry presents a major problem. Not only with their size, but also with, with the aggressive offensive spirit of their three guys. Now they got to shoot the ball better, and Paul George and Carmelo they haven't done that. But I think you know that the postseason is a different animal and the playoffs are so different than the regular season. And so, for me, I don't know if the Warriors want to deal with that headache right away. I mean, eventually they might have to face them, but I don't think they want to deal with that in the first round. I mean, that you know, that's something I don't think they're ready for.
2: A lot of emotion would be in that series. It would be a high-energy series. It would be an emotionally charged series. It would be a series where, let's say it starts on Sunday at 1230, at Oracle a week from today, you're going to get Thursday, Friday, Saturday of nonstop Durant-Westbrook, Durant-Westbrook. Durant's got to be the man. Westbrook and the Thunder have had a disappointing regular season. Now they get, in essence, a free shot at the Warriors to try and redeem the whole thing without Stephen Curry being there. The Thunder, although it's been different with Andre Robertson out, the Thunder are a team that, that really can... Play physically and play defense at a high level. And again, since Andre Robertson went out for the season, the Thunders' defensive numbers have slipped. So maybe they're not quite the team that the Warriors saw and that beat the Warriors a couple of times in the first two meetings head-to-head between these clubs. The Warriors just went into Oklahoma City and beat them. Going back to Tuesday, one of the more impressive wins of the season without Stephen Curry. They figured out a way that they had to play. They went in there. They got it done. They played big down the stretch and earned themselves a victory. But there's just a lot of extra that goes into that series. It's not that the Warriors can't or won't win it. I think the Warriors showed last week that they'll win it. They'll figure out, as long as they don't sustain another injury, they'll figure out how to win that series. It's not even about that. It's about the fact that each individual playoff series can take a little bit out of you. It can take a little piece out of you until you get to a point where you're facing a team that can actually knock you out, and you're not close enough to hole at that point in time to finish the deal against that team. And I think two years ago is a perfect example of that. There were a lot of little things that happened to the Warriors that they overcame during that 2016 playoff run. They overcame, overcame, overcame. And then it got down to the final three games of the year, and one freak thing happened in Draymond Green getting suspended for Game 5 of the finals with a chance to win the championship. And Draymond's over at the Coliseum watching the A's game in a suite with Bob Myers rooting on the Warriors to try and win the championship without them. They didn't do it. Kyrie Irving and LeBron James went nuts. And before you know it, they were in Game 7, seemingly in a blink, and wound up losing. But my point being the fact that it was the Portland series that was a five-game series that the Warriors said felt like a seven-game series. And it was Stephen Curry getting injured Twice in the first round against the Rockets, a series that the Warriors won in five games. That had a carryover into the Portland series. Portland played the Warriors extremely well, even though the Warriors won it. They got down 3-1 to Oklahoma City and had to fight back and win a game five, win a game six down in the fourth quarter. It looked like the Warriors were done in the fourth quarter. It looked like they were one shot away in the fourth quarter of game six from having it end right there. But Klay Thompson saved them. That took a piece out of the Warriors. Having to play five, six, seven games in the finals, and then losing Draymond Green for game five, and losing Andrew Bogut along the way, and having Stephen Curry be banged up and less than 100% from multiple injuries sustained in the playoffs. It all took a toll to where the Warriors just couldn't finish the deal. So when I say that Oklahoma City's the toughest first-round opponent, it's not even necessarily about the fact that Oklahoma City's going to beat them or, or Durant doesn't want any of Westbrook or this or that. It's not about any of that. It's not about any of that at all. It's about the fact that they can make it tough. It's a hostile environment. It's emotional. Durant's going to get asked every game what he thinks of Russell Westbrook's outfit that he showed up in at the arena that night. He's going to get asked about every little look, glare, smile, wink, angry scowl on both of their faces. That's all the off days are going to be spent talking about is all of the drama that goes with it. That becomes a drain. That becomes a drain, and for that to be the first of what the Warriors are hoping is four series to a championship. I think that's the one that you don't want if you're a Warriors fan. Eight at There's cases to be made for a number of these different teams. I do think there's a Minnesota case. I do think there's a Utah case, although it looks like Utah's gonna finish higher than the seventh spot, although not a lock. If they drop their final couple of games, it could all still get shuffled around. But among those teams, New Orleans, the Spurs, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, OKC's the one I'd least like to see. Nick in Berkeley is up next here on ninety-five-seven. The Game.
4: That's Buck in Berkeley.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, Yeah, it was misspelled on the screen there. How are you? Okay. I'm
4: good. What's your name? I'm John. Okay, John. The... uh. Game against this uh, Utah Jazz on Tuesday. I'm 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 right with you uh, having the regular sit uh, and and rely on some of these guys that have been relied on in uh, situations where we needed backup people to fill in. Um, That would be such as. to you for,
2: uh... All right, Buck. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, it's, I don't think the Warriors should sit everybody. I, I'm on record as that. I, I don't think the war. I think the Warriors should get everybody some run on Tuesday night. I'm not saying go play the game like it's Game 7 or, or play the game like you're trying to knock Utah down... To fifth or seventh or wherever they could play, I'm not saying that, but just go in and be competitive and let your guys break a sweat, even if you don't play them in the fourth quarter. I would play regular rotation until the fourth quarter. You get to the fourth quarter healthy, and then I would let the bench guys carry it home. Then I would let Nick Young play with Kevon Looney and Jordan. Maybe maybe that's when you see the maybe that's when you see the Damian Jones. Jordan Bell, Kavon Looney front line. Maybe, that, maybe that's when you see it. You know, with Nick Young out there. Maybe that's when you see it. But fourth quarter, I don't care, but I would give guys regular run, get them into that 25-30 to 30 minute range, and then call it an evening. Call it an evening at that point. 888-957-9570, 888 888-957- 9570. Michael in Berkeley checks in on 95.7 the game. What's up, Michael?
4: Yes, thank you for taking my call. Um,
0: I'm a big fan of the Warriors. I love them. If I pay any attention to a sports club in the Bay Area, it's the Warriors. And unfortunately, they're not going to win it this year. I don't mean to throw this in as a downer, but I said this even before, Steph Curry uh, got hurt the first time. And uh, What they need is a big presence in the paint, and they uh, won't lose but eight games next year, but they don't have a they don't have a man to stop those guys going right down the middle whenever they want to, like Westbrook and company did in those two victories. So until that happens, uh, it's not going to happen. Westbrook could knock them off without Steph, but I think Houston's going to
2: take it. Thanks for the call, appreciate it, Michael. Michael's line open for you at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I think a lot of times. We nitpick a little bit when we talk about big men and the Warriors because that's the one position where they don't have an (laughs) all-star. You look at the Warriors' lineup when they're healthy, and it's Curry and Clay Splash Brothers, maybe the greatest backcourt of all time, probably will go down as the greatest backcourt of all time if it isn't already. And Kevin Durant is a Hall of Famer at the three, and Draymond Green is a guy that's defensive player of the year, one of the best all-around players in the game. As far as offense, defense, passing, tenacity, energy. So the Warriors have four All Stars, and then you think, well, they, they just, you know, it's Pachulia and it's JaVale and it's Kevon Looney. And it's all the. Guys. The Warriors have enough bigs to get the job done. They have enough bigs. They're not All Star caliber bigs, but they have enough to get the job done at this point. I, I just, you know, would you love to have Steven Adams? Sure. Would you love to have Anthony Davis? Absolutely. But you're going to have to give something up as far as one of the all-stars, maybe two, if you want to have that big man in the paint to clog it up and cut it off or, or be a defensive presence. You can't just go get Rudy Gobert to go with the other four guys you have unless you draft somebody or develop somebody that turns into that kind of a player. All right, let's hear from Draymond Green after the ball game. Warriors win in Phoenix, 117-100. to 100. Draymond Green met with the reporters at the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, and here's what Draymond had to say. Is
5: this like one of the most storybook things in the NBA right I now? think it is. Um, you know, just like you said, as a two-way guy, obviously the first year, for him to get the opportunity that he has, it's great. Um to take advantage of the opportunity that he's taking advantage of is even better. And so I'm happy, like I've always said, I'm happy for him, uh, looking forward to him, you know, getting that playoff experience. obviously a champion is in his DNA, so you know looking forward to him. Going out and showing what he's made of, as he's done this entire time. You've been cheering him on at points during the season, too, but as you've gotten to know who he is a little bit deeper, like what are the qualities that Quinn possesses that makes him ripe for this opportunity? He's just a great person, you know, a great teammate, team first guy. Um, and, and it's just not about him, you know, nothing's about him. Everything is about the team, everything is about everybody else. And, you know, number one, it's hard to find good people in this world. Uh, cool. And so, you know, you. I tend to cheer for good people and want to see them do well and you know, what he's getting he, he, he deserves it. Um, he's earned it and uh, you know it's, it's just great to watch. What have you thought about the strides Cavans made defensively this season? Oh he's been great uh, I think he's always kind of had it he's always knowing where, where to be. Sometimes it was a step because he was injured, you know, and so to see him kind of get his step back, get his body back right, uh, you know, and now he's able to show exactly what he can do on the defensive side of the floor has been great. You know, he's been a big help for us, uh, especially with teams going small. He can switch out on the guards and keep a guard in front of him. He blocks a lot of shots at the rim, so, uh, you know, he's really taking huge strides on that inner floor. You know, it's been pretty amazing.
2: Draymond Green there on Quinn Cook, who's about to get himself added officially to the playoff roster here in the next couple of days, and also Kavon Looney, who has gone from a player that I wasn't sure in the offseason and in the summer league if he had a position on this Warriors roster. So he's gone from that to a player that is in the playoff rotation and I think going to play on a night-in-night-out basis almost – regardless of what the matchup is. All right, John Dickinson with you. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We still have our play play of the game to get to. We'll hear from Steve Kerr in our coach's interview and also the man of the night tonight, Clay Thompson, on his 34-point effort. It's Warriors Wrap-Up rolling on with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game.
1: You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game.
2: Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. Warriors win in Phoenix, 117-100 over the Suns, 15th straight head-to-head victory for the Dubs over the PHX as the Suns drop to 20-61. and That is the worst record in the NBA. They'll have the greatest odds of winning the NBA Draft lottery and obtaining the number one overall pick in the NBA Draft come June. Warriors up to 58-23 and 23 with one game to go. They'll be in Salt Lake City and battle the Jazz. The Jazz clinched a playoff spot. Earlier today with a win in L.A., Utah currently fourth in the West. The Warriors are locked into two. Who Golden State will play, of course, still remains to be seen. Still time to sneak in a phone call here or two at 888-957-9570. But first, let's get to our play of the game. With 30 seconds to go in the quarter, ball goes to Clay,
1: denied and batted down. But Looney runs it down as Harrison hit it. McGee gets the rebound and slams it down with a right hand. Javale McGee with a dunk
2: and a hell of a dunk from Javale McGee uh, in the ball game tonight. McGee with 11 points, five of six, including the dunk you hear there. And he played well in just nine minutes. A positive night for JaVale McGee. As again, the Warriors win it 117-100. to Your play of the game brought to you by American Express. Proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Hey, we mentioned the news last night about Omri Caspi. Omri Caspi waved by the team last night following the game against the Pelicans at Oracle Arena. He was brought in. He was told, hey... Uh, Unfortunately, we're going to have to waive you. Caspi had been injured, uh, obviously, of late, and I think it's a move that initially the Warriors had Stephen Curry not re-injured himself uh, with the knee. I think Stephen Curry, I think Quinn Cook, he, he might not have been on the playoff roster. I think the Warriors really did intend on getting Omri Caspi healthy and having him be the 11th or 12th man, somebody that could be called upon in in certain scenarios and and maybe even a little bit of Kevin Durant insurance if something happened to Durant at some point uh, in the playoffs or right before the playoffs, uh, as was the case last year when the Warriors picked up Matt Barnes. Uh, Caspi essentially took the Matt Barnes slot on the roster from the way things finished up uh, last season and Steve Kerr before the game was asked about the situation and how difficult it was about having to waive Omri Caspi
0: yeah it was um, it actually wasn't a difficult a decision because he was injured um, but it was difficult to um, to go ahead and go through with it because um, you know he's been with us all season long and, um, and we love Omri and what he brought to the team great teammate Um it was difficult to, to, to sit with him and tell him we were going to do this, um, but it was the, the only decision we could make uh, under the circumstances. And we have to have Quinn for the playoffs, um, and we couldn't um, couldn't release anybody else. Everybody else is healthy and playing, and/or under you know under contract or team control for next year. In Patrick's case, and uh, so this was the decision that um, we had to come to. It wasn't fun, but. Um, The main thing is that Omri is just a a pro and a great teammate, and he handled everything beautifully last night, and it felt awful, but, um, you know, you have to do what you have to do.
2: And Steve Kerr there on the Warriors waving Omri Caspi. We'll go ahead and make that our coach's interview brought to you by Faria. Check out faria.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. A difficult decision, but... An easy decision at the same time because the Warriors have to have Quinn Cook on the playoff roster. I mean, bottom line, with Stephen Curry out, they don't have enough guards. uh, And Patrick McCaw is going to be out for at least the first round of the playoffs, if not beyond that. So the Warriors lacking guards, Quinn Cook has to not only be on the roster, but to keep the rotation intact the way Steve Kerr would prefer it to be, with Sean Livingston coming off the bench and Iguodala coming off the bench, at least the initial plan... You got to have Qu- Quinn Cook, and you got to have Quinn Cook starting for the Warriors. So, a tough decision. Omri Caspi's never played in a playoff game, only been on a playoff team one time in his career, but didn't see any action uh, in that uh, playoff appearance for his team going back a couple of years ago. So, tough break for Caspi, who looked initially like he was going to be a pretty good fit for the Warriors. Something happened around the first of the year with a back injury, which and he just never was the same and never healthy uh, had the ankle he'd been dealing with for the last 11 games or so uh, and winds up being waived by the club last night. Let's get to Michael in Oakland on 95-7, the game. What's up, Michael?
3: Yes, man, I'm sorry. Uh, I accidentally turned the the phone over to hear you, and I put it on pause. Um, I think that the Warriors, honestly... Shit, like I said, go all the way, take uh, Utah out, blow them out by twenty with everybody, <laughs> blow them out, and go intimidation the rest of the way to let the the NBA know we're back. That's what I think they should do. All right, oh,
4: Michael. you guys have been playing Thank- this whole time, not, Okay, that's what I'm saying.
2: All right, Michael, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I don't, th- I think we're beyond the intimidation p- point. I think we're beyond the point with one game to go where the Warriors are going to go into Salt Lake City and say, all right, Jazz, we might see you in the second round. We're going to put a thumping on you and make you think about it to where you're just going to cower if you have to see us in the the, the playoffs, regardless of whether Steph Curry's playing or not. I think if we were going to see the Warriors go on an intimidation tour, we would have seen the Warriors already go on an intimidation tour. The question really for Tuesday is more about, do you give the big boys an extra night off and protect – any kind of little ankle tweak or broken hand or some kind of freak injury uh, from happening in that ball game to where you have to play the first-round series without Curry and a banged-up Draymond Green or Kevin Durant or Klay Thompson. Greg in San Francisco is up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Greg. Hey,
4: J.D. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to say OKC would be our easiest matchup because – that team does not really have much depth at all from what I've seen. And, um, we take care of them like we did the last game. I think we can take care of them. And yeah, we need Curry to come back ASAP. But the only other thing I'd say, I know it's, it may not happen, but I'd rather see Igualdollar Livingston start at the point guard. I'd rather be more physical. I went to that game the other night against Pelicans. I'd rather see him more physical from the get-go, you know, defensively. And Cook, yeah, he deserves playing time. I'd rather have him a little spark off the bench here. I'd rather go with the big veteran lineup and take it from there, and I enjoy your show.
2: Thanks a lot, Greg. Appreciate the phone call. I think Quinn Cook is going to be the initial plan as far as the starter. I wouldn't rule out Iguodala or Livingston getting a starter, too, depending on the series and how it goes. I, don't th- I think Quinn Cook has been starting since Stephen Curry went down again because that's the the tentative plan. I think Steve Kerr wanted to see Quinn Cook playing alongside Klay Thompson with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and whoever the center is going to be because the Warriors are going to have a decision to make as far as who the center is going to be maybe on a game-in, game-out basis. It's certainly going to be by an opponent-in, opponent-out basis. All right. The man of the night tonight in Phoenix was Klay Thompson. The 9-of-11 start. Had 19 consecutive Warriors points at one point, uh, 22 in the first quarter. He finishes with 34 points, and he needs 22 in the finale on Tuesday to average 24 the season. Let's hear from Clay Thompson after the ball game.
6: Uh, I want to say unstoppable. I missed some easy shots, but that's life. It's basketball. But um, it was good to get in a good rhythm, especially with only two games or a game left now in the regular season. You want to have some great momentum going into this playoff stretch back on the season, it feels like you haven't had of those games. It feel like that way to use, like, you uh, so. I might not have, but no. I'm shooting a career high in field goal and three-point percentage. Uh, so for me, that's m- way more valuable than you know a few big games. So as long as I've been consistent, I cannot complain.
1: Talk about the team's defense tonight compared to last night and before? Coach seemed pretty happy.
6: Yeah, I mean, we still had some slippage, uh, but I think our effort was there and it didn't matter who was out there for the Suns, they still gonna compete and we competed right back with them. And I just think that's what coach wanted to see instead of, you know, just being kind of lethargic and lazy that we were like we were the last couple of games. Clay, how do you get to where you guys wanna be defensively just when you're looking at the big picture of things? Just uh, Just um, mindfulness. We gotta think the game, especially on the defensive end, and you gotta just play extremely hard. Um, and you just got to trust your teammates and communicate. You know, that's the biggest thing is communicating. We have so much length and versatility as far as switching that if we communicate to our best, we're almost impossible to score on.
2: All right, Clay Thompson, after the ball game, he goes for 34. Warriors win at 117-100 in the Valley of the Sun as Golden State improves to 58-23, one game to go Tuesday night in Salt Lake City. Hey, some other good news for the Warriors. Stephen Curry on the trip, traveling with the team to Phoenix and to Salt Lake City, and he was on the broadcast on the TV side, and there were a couple of points that were interesting out of that, saying no setbacks uh, at this point from the MCL sprain. And every day, something good, advancing the rehab process, looking forward to hopefully making more progress looking toward the playoffs. That's what Stephen Curry uh, said on the TV side, trying to get into a rhythm, get some flexibility, range of motion, all of those things. So Curry, who did have a brace on his knee, uh, did some light work before the ball game as well. Uh, so, Stephen Curry on the trip, which is, you know, that's a good sign. And he is going to be on the trip in the playoffs. That's the plan. He wasn't going to be on the trip of the regular season, but this one, uh, short one, wants to be with his teammates here as they close things out. So, I think some, some good news there as far as Stephen Curry goes uh, tonight. Draymond Green still on 15 technical fouls. Still on 15 technical fouls, Kevin Durant uh, with 14. And the technicals don't carry over to the playoffs. So Draymond Green, while he might get a 16th and have to pay a fine, he's not going to get that suspension. He's not going to get that suspension, which is, I think his injury and missing a few games may have played a factor in that. But I will have lost the hypothetical bet on whether Draymond Green would get a one-game suspension when he had 15 in the bag. Uh, going back quite a while back uh, at this point. So Draymond and, and Durant, to a lesser extent, with a couple of freebies uh, as the season ends in Salt Lake City to pick up a couple as long as they're willing to pay for them. All right, that's going to do it for me tonight. want to thank uh, everybody involved in the program. want to thank Alex Scott and Lucas Alexander and Whitley Sandretto as well as Muhammad for helping us out tonight as well as the Warriors get it done in Phoenix, 117-100 to 100 over the Suns. Warriors warm-up will return at 4.30 on Tuesday. It'll be Damon Bruce, Kerry Keating, and Matt Steinmetz as the Warriors take on the Jazz. And then Chris Townsend and Matt Steinmetz will have Warriors wrap up in the season finale, and then it all gets going for real as the NBA playoffs will tip off this coming weekend. Thanks to everybody. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors win it. 117 100. And you heard it right here. A 95 7 the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?